And this episode is also brought to you by ACG Walmart Automation. As so many of you continue to implement the things that we teach you guys on the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast to grow your active income, you want to take this time to remind you how you can grow your passive income by six figures with ACG Walmart Automation. They are offering a 10% discount to anyone who signs up via the podcast, and most of the clients are seeing multiple five-figure months within the first 180 days. You can reach out to Dawson if you're interested at official underscore Dawson Gant to schedule a call, or you can listen to episode 121 for more information. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness I'm stacking now and balling later, in the conversation We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments And sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million if you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant So going into our next sponsor, this episode is also sponsored by my official cryptocurrency guide. That's right, guys. On May 24th, I'm officially releasing my cryptocurrency guide. This is for beginners, for everybody that's been DMing me about how to get into crypto, where can they start. I'm officially releasing my crypto guide on May 24th. I'm going over all things on how to buy which platforms to use, how to protect your crypto or ledgers and stuff like that, how to pay taxes, good coins I think you should invest in long term. I'm going over everything you need to get started with crypto. It's packed, jam-packed with info, and the link will be in the description of the podcast. So if you're interested in getting the guide and pre-ordering it today, you can go to the link in the podcast description and you can get started with making money in crypto today episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, back with my co-host, the lovely Deanna King. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's everybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you talking about everybody. It's just me and I you. Know. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. But getting into this episode, today we have a very, very special episode, as I always say, but with a really dope person. We linked up with uh, Jasmine like 2019 at B's mm-hmm. Yacht Party in Miami. Shout out to B's. And uh, we've been locked in ever since. She's doing a lot of dope things. And she's a uh, product designer, developer, blogger, YouTuber, all that good stuff. She had to give out a lot of um, uh, game on this episode. So welcome to the show, Jazz, and we extremely excited to have you on. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is well overdue. It definitely is. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I think we haven't really like linked like we should and since that party so it's been right. a minute. 
It's been a minute. It's been a minute. But you know, we're making up for old times. You know, we're going to get it right. (laughs) Facts, right. So, like, getting getting, getting right to it, though. So, for the people who uh, may not be too familiar with you, they might be under a rock and sleeping under a rock. They might not have heard of you yet. Do you mind just giving, like, a, a quick background on yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jasmine, obviously. Most people from Twitter know me as 247Picks, but I'm a product designer by day uh, at a few different startups. And a lot of people know that I live in a van technically, and I've been just trying to basically travel around the world doing kind of whatever I want. Um, And yeah, and I recently came up with an app. I do YouTube doing like travel things, but I do a lot of random things, but for the most part, I'm a techie. I live in a van. <laughs> Simple as it is. That's what. So we do. You, see, you just can't. You just can't say all that. We gotta. It's a lot. We gotta touch on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to even figure out where to start. I guess she, first. I forgot. She, I guess, she gave y'all the um the simple, pretty version, but we are gonna dive into. We gonna dive. We gonna dive. Into <laughs> so like, I guess I guess we could start with tech. So like with tech, like how did that happen? How did you get started? Yeah. So. For me, like I've always been a techie, I think since like I was a kid, like my mom would always say like, I didn't ask for dolls and stuff when I was younger, I asked for computers and cameras and I used to take things apart. That was just kind of my thing. Um, And I was always a creative as well. So luckily somehow like those two things stuck like throughout life. Um, And so I went to school at Arizona State for digital culture, art and graphing information technology, which is really when it comes down to it, bunch of different ways to combine art and tech that most people don't think about. And then I started my master's at the University of Michigan in computer science. And I didn't finish because it was kind of boring and I figured I could learn better on my own, um, which is kind of what I'd done. And like post-graduation, like everyone in college knew me as a graphic designer. That's kind of just what I did in college. But I realized like it wasn't very technical and it was more subjective, which isn't what I'm into. So I taught myself, like, right after I graduated that summer, I taught myself, like, product design through, like, YouTube University, random courses, and all of that. And then by the end of the summer, I had a nice paying job uh, in product design, which is what I still do now. But tech has just always been my thing. People know, like, I used to stream, but I had, like, this massive, probably unnecessary setup of a bunch of computers. And that's just that's just been my thing since I was younger. Mm. That's that's something I want to ask you because it's a pretty common thing and I think that's important to what's going on in today's world but you said that you taught yourself product design specifically from YouTube and just other resources so when it came time for you to apply for a product design position how did you actually showcase like your capabilities or experience with product design without technically having Mm -hmm. a previous position or education in that field? Right. So yeah, so for me, I I guess being kind of like an analytical person when I see apps, like even before I was a product designer, when I see apps or websites that like were weird, like I would notice it. And throughout my like time of learning, I was also like using that time not to, to learn, but uh, to also create my own portfolio. So by the end of the summer, not only did I kind of learn A to, a to Z, but I also had a really nice portfolio of like, redoing existing company apps and uh, websites or like coming up with brand new ones that no one had thought of. 
And that's what I tell people all the time, like consults, like your portfolio is everything. And while I do have like somewhat of a technical background, um, it was never in product design, which can be specific to that, but your soft skills, like I'm a graphic designer. I used to do like uh, phone calls for people all day for Apple and using those skills of like understanding people's problems. When you, when it comes down to it is what product design is. You, you understand people's problems and you're coming up with solutions to fix them. And so I think for me, it was having a nice portfolio. It didn't have like a bunch of product uh, projects in it, but it had good ones. And I already had like creative designs in it and people enjoyed that I could also do graphic design. Um, so I was, I had multiple skills, but I think when it came down to it, like the questions that they ask you in interviews are a lot of times like problem solving. Like if, if this was an issue, what, what would be your thought process to getting to it? And a lot of times people just think, let's make a sign up page and a few cute pages. And that's more to me, uh, like UI design or graphic design. But when you come up, when you're an analytical thinker, you come up with whole journeys and a bunch of different ways to solve problems instead of one that just looks cute. And that's why I, that's why I got into product design because graphic design was very much, if the person thinks it looks cute and it doesn't really make sense, but it looks nice, that's what they're happy with. But product design, like you actually have to put a lot of thought and reasoning behind the things that you do. So I felt like I was using the technical side of my brain and the creative. So that's, I think that's why I enjoy it so much because I'm both. Hmm, interesting. And I, I want to ask you this because I, uh, I noticed you said you went to school and then you said, I think you said like after school, you start taking like courses and stuff like that. So like knowing what you know now and like where you at now, would you go the same route you went, like going to college and then like all that stuff? Yeah, um, I think for me, I, I genuinely like I'm not like most people, but I genuinely enjoyed college um, and it wasn't for the social parts of it. Like I met a lot of great people. But I think I found like two degrees that fit me perfectly. Um, so the all the things that I did learn, while they aren't technically being used in my job, they're things that I could put into literally a lot of other careers. Like I learned the main parts of coding um, in school and I could program robots and I could do a lot of weird things that, so if I wanted to not be a product designer and go into another field, like I, I'm very, like much capable. And I think a lot of people, like for me, school, I wouldn't say it was easy, but it wasn't like stressful because I genuinely enjoyed the classes that I took because it, the, the degrees that I chose were very much like choose these classes and um, figure out how they align to these degrees. So I learned a lot of things that I wanted to like game development. That's why I'm still into video games now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm able to build all those things if I wanted. And so the skills that I got from school, while it's not my actual career are very still much useful and so obviously there's different ways to go about it. And I probably could have been smarter when it comes to like, you know, student loans and stuff. But honestly, it was, it was worth it for me. Excellent. I have um, a question for you. I know the common notion behind like um, seeing people in the tech industry is that tech people are extremely smart. Like you gotta be a genius to be able to do coding or anything tech related, do you think like that's necessarily true? Or do you think the average person could start learning tech knowledge and grasp the concept and be successful at their job? Yeah, I think like like you said, it's, it's something that people are always going back and forth on. And I think it's important to decipher, like it's, a, it's something that I think a lot of people can learn 
but it's also not meant for everyone. So like my sister, for example, she just started, um, she's more from a medical background, but she just started like taking coding courses and she genuinely enjoys it. And she's been like learning it, but she's she's never been like that technical of a person. Um, so I, I think like it's a, a skill, like people can learn, but I don't think it's meant for everyone. Like for me, I don't want to code all day. Like I would be miserable. And people just see like, oh, it's a tech bag if you code all day, but you'll be miserable. And I think there's somehow you have to find that balance or it's not going to be worth it. But I do think like coding and while coding isn't the only way to get into tech and there's a lot of non-technical degrees to become a tech person and to get into these high paying careers. I think it's something everyone can do, but I don't think it's something everyone should do. That makes sense. And so as far as um, getting getting gigs for like, uh, that are like high paying, like what are some like tips that you can share like getting in the door with like a startup to making like decent money? Yeah, so for me, I've worked at a couple larger companies, but for me, I just don't like them. I enjoy startups one, and I think that's how I've grown so quickly in my career. So um, from the time I graduated to getting that first job at the end of the summer, um, I was a, I was senior level in three years. And um, I work at multiple startups now, but for me, when you work in startups, it's you get to wear multiple hats and they pay well because they're looking for the best, but they're also just looking for work. And so I grew really fast in my career. And I think for people like, I don't know, it may be like controversial, but a lot of people go straight for like Facebook and the bigger companies. When the startups, especially when you're looking like into the future, they're building these things that um, that are kind of, like future proof, like they're building things that most people haven't heard of. And because they're working fast paced and they're, you're kind of doing up wearing a bunch of hats. I have PM experience and I've, I haven't technically been a PM but I, I've been offered roles as a PM. I just don't wanna do all the meetings but I think leveraging startups um, and not just going for the big names is important especially when you're starting out. Um, and then for me as a design person, uh, just having a solid portfolio. Um, and that is what gets you, honestly, as a product designer, having a solid portfolio will get you a lot further than a nice resume. Um, but you know, a lot of people, when they hear tech, they just automatically assume you have to be a software engineer or go into cybersecurity. When there's so many different ways to get into tech without having to do technical things, if that's not your thing. Um, but there's also the technical things that be, can be interesting. So I think first, instead of just scheduling consults with people um, to say, where do I start? You should do your own research and learning all the different types of tech careers. Um, so that when you do pay, use your money and your time and other people's times to do these consults, you're going in with valid questions and like not just saying in a generic sense, what should I do to start? Cause there's so many different ways to get into tech and a lot of them aren't like well-known. And so unless you're following like these people on tech Twitter, um, you won't know. And then at the same time, there's still those people following them and they just assume let's get a bunch of certs when I don't have any certs. I don't, that's, I don't have any like for UX, for any of those things. Um, and it's not necessary. And so people are wasting time and money by doing all these things without doing their research first. Well, wow. that's the first time, you're probably the first person I've met who said they don't have any certs or working in tech. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't have any certs. I didn't do the traditional, like for product design, I didn't go to boot camps. Um, and I, I pers personally say like, I know everyone can't learn on their own, 
so boot camps aren't like bad. I would say don't go into super amount of debt doing them because some people learn more with structure. I'm better on my own. Um, but yeah, I don't, I didn't get any of my jobs by having certs in anything, so. So without having certs and things of that nature, what would you say is the best way to make yourself really stand out as a key like candidate for the position or you know make your package stronger than the others yeah so I guess it's different for each type of role in tech um so I'll speak as a product designer but um so if you are into UX design product design if you have a portfolio don't just have one that shows a bunch of pretty screens you have to be able to show that you have thoughts and processes behind them. So fully explaining your journey, where it came from, this is the problem. And these are these, even if they're like ugly sketches, you throw those in there and say, I started here. And these are the reasons that I got to the finish line. But having those honestly and breaking down projects, because I've seen a lot of people when I do consults, their portfolio for UX design is really just a bunch of pretty screens. And when, like I've been, like as a senior level, I've done the interview process interviewing people, those things don't stand out. Like the nice screens are nice to look at, but a lot, anyone can do that. It's, there has to be a reason behind what you do. And I, I think that's like in most jobs in general. Um, so like for IT people, cybersecurity people, it's probably a little different, um, their process of getting in, but as a UX designer, as a person that's creative and I think the whole point of it is you're creative with like a logical creative uh and being able to explain your thought processes and like I said I used to work at Apple as an at-home advisor so I would sit on the phone and have to help people fix their computers and their phones without ever seeing them and to be able to do that successfully I feel like you have to understand people like you can go ahead and give them the answer right away but if you understand people and like their thought processes, I could answer those questions a lot easier, a lot better. And then I, for the my first part of my career, I was using that that job as like leverage, saying I can understand people and I'm, I'm more of a logical thinker than just straight to the point. Besides that, like um, key communication skills and problem solving skills, are there any other skills you think people should really hone in when um, being in the tech space? Um. Soft skills go a long way. Like people, obviously the technical skills themselves are important. And like I, I've said before, like knowing how to code is not required at all as a product designer, but it's, it's very helpful. Like, so when I'm in meetings with engineers and they're all talking in their quote unquote language, I, I can fully understand it. And so if they come back with a problem, I, I am able to like give actionable solutions because I know how code works. I know the technical side of it. And as, since I have this kind of like PM experience without being a PM per se, um, like being able to break down the products that I build into like actionable pieces as a PM would, um, those are all things like I kind of learned on the job, but they're always like a number of different courses that you can take. And I think when, when people are exploring different technical careers and they start to look at like job descriptions and um, just like, different roles in general, you'll see a lot of similarities in what they ask for. So while certain jobs obviously ask for specific technical skills, the things that they ask for a lot are being able to communicate and um, knowing like basic things. And while you don't use all those things in every single job, 
I think like leveraging your soft skills is the biggest thing you can do, especially when you're in these interviews at startups. Like my first one, I, I think I got lucky to get, but he knew like I could communicate well and I understand problems. And the actual design things and the processes you can learn on the job, like I can teach you that. But to be a good person, to be able to think that's not something that people can teach you. You just have to kind of know. Oh, makes sense. That's amazing too. And I, I wanted to get into uh, Let's Connect. This is something I really uh, love. Before you transition into that, I just wanted to answer one more question, Jess, on the mm -hmm. tech career side of things. And I know you talked about you work two positions in tech right now. Correct. Three. three. So I just three. want you to dive into like, how is that even possible to be working three different tech yeah. positions? And like, what is that like for you? Yeah, so I, I work as a product designer at three different startups. Um, and my first one that I've had for like over a year now um, is very chill. Like it's project based and it's at a very small startup. I think they're like less than 10 of us total but it's very project-based. So they tell me I have like to do this or do that. And they tell you a time to do it by. So I can work, you know, when I have time to do it. And I, I literally, since I've got that job, I've had maybe like two meetings every week. And now it's like more like one. So it's super easy. And I think that's why I went for more jobs. And I just started that earlier this year. Um, so I, I don't like doing the interview process because as designers, sometimes they can be super long and a bunch of different steps. So I was doing like a bunch of jobs at once and I got a bunch of different offer letters. And I think it's important that you do your research on companies. So I was looking up companies and the reviews from each of them where they say like, you don't have a work-life balance and they say like, it's, it's very time consuming and all that. Like I take all that into account because like I said, like we know I live in a van and I'm traveling. So I still want to enjoy my life, but I just enjoy money. So I decided to take up some new jobs, um, but the companies that I, some of the ones I saw were like, you don't have any work-life ban management um, balance and the management is like not great. Like those things I take into account. Um, and then, so the other, the, the two jobs that I have now, um, I actually got like, not at the exact same time, but pretty close. Um, and one of them has become chill almost like the first one is very project-based. Um, and I've said it in a tweet before, like, I work smart, not hard. So if they were all like a normal amount of work, I wouldn't do it because I, I have so much other stuff going on, but they're both pretty chill. And I, I enjoy the fact that I have a lot of autonomy and um, like control over what I do. So like my voice is heard in the job, in the work that I do, but I also, because I'm a senior level at them, I can, I, I enjoy the fact that like one of the projects I'm working on will be on a bunch of different restaurant apps at the end of the year. Just to be able to say that I was the only one that did that, that for me is fulfilling. So, but I think the biggest thing is time management. Like technically I work seven to three just cause I'm a morning person. Um, and I, I set boundaries, like I literally work seven to three. Um, and if I have like at nighttime, I'm working on building my app or whatever. Um, if I have other time, I'll get ahead. So like sometimes on Sundays I do, I can do a week worth of work on a Sunday if I'm just heads down. Um, and then that's how I can do kind of whatever I want during the week. But I, I pretty much set boundaries and I stick to them. And only one of my jobs does like time tracking um, in a sense, you really just like write down what you do. But I think time management is important, but also like we're adults. And so I said something before in a tweet, like I work in tech, I make six figures at each job. And then 
I have unlimited vacation and I live in a van. And that was like crazy for people to hear, but it's, it's reality for me. Um, so while I do have unlimited vacation, I do work multiple jobs. So I don't just take off a month every month, you know, or two weeks every month. Like I get my shit done and then I move forward with, you know, life, but I still enjoy life. And if it ever got to a point where it was like, I felt like the job was stressing me out when I'm very much a chill person, I wouldn't be working three of them. Mm. And I love like that you said that what's really important is setting boundaries, especially with your job. Because I see it like so often with people where it's like they're letting their jobs take complete advantage of them to the point where they're sick, like they're stressed out. They have no work-life balance, like no free time, personal time. And at the end of the day, like you said, like this is our lives. Like you only get one life. This is your only shot at it. Like don't spend your entire life letting a job stress you out or have you, you know, working crazy hours 24-7. Okay. Yeah, so, Zay, you could go ahead and go yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Can I finally go now, Dion? You can't go. You Damn. can't go. Do you. So I, so I know I'm they want to hear about the app. <laughs> no, we're not, we not going to that. We're going to, to the band first. So, speaking of, speaking of she, she mentioned it a couple times, it's something that we got to speak on is, um, the van, like living in a van. So like, this is very intriguing to me. I, I know it's intriguing to other people too. So like, what what made you want to do that? Cause this, that's not something most people would be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to live in a van, just drive around the country. Like what made you yeah. like, like, I'm about to do this? Um, So I first heard about it, I think like in college. And at the time I lived in Arizona, so it was like nothing. And then I was like, post-college, I'm going to take a break from learning and working and I'm going to just go travel the country. Um, but then like right after I basically went into corporate, but it's just something like it's always been in the back of my mind. And then 2020 happened in quarantine. And I was just like, I've seen, I started seeing like them pop up more often. And it was like people, it was either people were losing their jobs and they were like, I can't afford to finish this build or it's like, I'm losing my job. So I'm going to go live in a van. And for me, it was like, I never, I luckily enough, never lost a job or anything during quarantine. But I was just like, I'm sitting at home all day. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing anything. So I started going down this rabbit hole of like van videos again. And then me being a very spontaneous person, I started looking at vans. And then I saw the one that I have like at a great price at the dealership that was like local. And it had less than 20,000 miles and it was a great price. So I was just like, I'm gonna just go for it. Cause I had a backyard. And so I learned how to use power tools. I was very useless when it came to all that before. And I tell people all the time, like, the only experience I had before that was like Ikea furniture. Like I couldn't do anything else. And I built out my van by myself in two months, but it's just been like a freeing experience. So like I, I did a road trip, I think in 2018 around the country by myself uh, in an SUV, the car I had at the time. And I drove from San Francisco where I was at uh, to Chicago, to Michigan, to Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, Arizona, and then back to San Francisco all by myself. And for me, it was just a very freeing feeling. Like I didn't have a destination. I think at that time I had got laid off one of my jobs. And then, so they cut me a check and I just had free time. So I'm just like, I'm gonna go for it. And then my, my grandma got sick. So I was more so like, I don't have anything else to do. I'm just gonna leave. And it was, it was kind of like one of the best feelings I've had. And when I was younger, my aunt lived in California, Arizona and we lived in Michigan. So we, my mom would drive across the country like, and that was before we could drive. She would drive across country. And I think for me, it's just stuck. And she's in, she's been enjoying this like too, but it's just a very freeing feeling, like, especially 
now I don't have a like a house to come back to or rent to pay and I make all this money it's like I'm just gonna enjoy the country while we can because the last year has taught us like you never know what's gonna happen with anything so take advantage of it and now I mean and as as everybody knows one of the biggest expenses most people have is living in the home paying rent stuff like Mm -hmm. that so to cut out that expense I'm pretty sure that saves you a lot of money as well. Yeah. But like everybody that's listening to this, I would I would uh, advise y'all to go follow, go subscribe to uh, Jasmine YouTube channel because she documents the stuff to, and to see it, and she's a great editor. Like it's dope. She got the she got the drones and all this stuff. Yeah. I'll be watching. It's dope. I'm like, man, this shit. Thank dope. You. Right. So like that is interesting to me. But um, so like, what is it like, like working? Like, how do you maintain mm-hmm. all this stuff? Like working with three, like taking three different positions. Like driving across the country in a van, and like how like this it, this yeah. shit sounds crazy. <laughs> like how do you how yeah. are you able to balance all this? Um, I will. So my job's basically as long as I have like for right for right now, some of them are like going back and forth. But right now they're all remote, and as long as I have Wi Fi, I'm good. And there's a lot of like van people that don't just constantly drive. I am, I think, because I'm new and I'm my goal is to hit every national park this year. But a lot of times, like the first two weeks of the year, I, I was literally just sitting on the beach in San Diego. Like I wasn't really paying for gas. I wasn't paying for rent, obviously. I was just sitting there in my chair on the beach and that's what I'll probably get back to. Um, but for me, I, I, I think I spend a lot of time, like I'm, I'm on meetings and then I'm working while I'm on those meetings. And then like once I'm done for what I consider to be done for the day, I go enjoy the rest of the time. But for, for a lot of people, there's like, and it's crazy to think that like now that I'm in this community, seeing, I see it more often. I've seen more people that look like me and there's people doing the same things. Even though there's a lot of people that are like entrepreneurs doing this, there's actually a lot of people that are like doing not regular nine to fives. Cause I have a couple of Wi-Fi hotspots and I tend to stay in cities. So I tend to be like, always have great service and like I'm on one right now in a park. So like while we do this, I'm in a park right now. Um, but I think it's just, I do like, I set the time of like seven to three, like these are working hours. And then outside of that, it's, it's just like everyone else. I live my life doing what what I want. But I, I pretty much try to, because I break my projects down by, in my head by day, I can get all the work I need to do done in those those hours. That's good. Man, that's, that's that's crazy. Go ahead. I was gonna say um something I know that we always preach is that especially as you're growing up, you need sufficient alone time to really find yourself and like really grow into the person that you want to be. Do you feel like being on this journey, like doing the whole um van life and taking this route of doing it, has helped you in that process? Um. I kind of go back and forth because I've always kind of been like an introvert and to myself as a person. And so I'm, I'm, I was like thinking at one point, I don't know if this has helped that or if that's a good thing. Cause I was always like a solo person. Like I, I can hang around people, but for the most part, I keep to myself. And I think that's why this is spring to me. And when I lived in Seattle, I didn't know anyone. I just moved there because it was a good job. I went to work and came home and then I moved to Austin where all my friends are. And it was hard to socialize with the friends I've known and had since middle school. So I think, I think that's why I do this. You'll see me like by myself for a while. And then I try to be like social just so I don't get to the point where it's like too far gone into like my own space. But I definitely, that's one of my biggest boundaries I set. Like I know how I am and like 
the space that I require for myself. Like I make sure I, I get it. Um, but I also don't want to venture out too far into like being by myself. So. One more question. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. One more question for you, um, especially kind of thinking from like a safety standpoint, what tips would you give anyone who's thinking about doing this and one of their biggest concerns might be safety or security? Yeah, so um, there's different, like this question comes up a lot. And so for me, I... I don't know if it's weird to say, but like, I don't, I don't scare easily. Like I'm not a social person and people kind of think like, maybe I'm scared of people. I just, I just don't deal with people, but like, I'm very much aware of my surroundings wherever I am. Um, and so like my, my van, I have a camera in it and I have a ring alarm, like you would have in a house. Uh, so like when the doors open, I get to, I get alerts. Um, I have motion detection and all of that. And a lot of people don't have that either. You just have your, some people have certain types of weapons or whatever defense mechanism you choose. Um, but for me, it's like, it can be a little uh, sketchy sometimes, like when you're going from state to state because of the different rules. But for me, um, I'm just very much aware of my surroundings and just, just kind of how I am as a person. Like if something is uncomfortable or sketchy or I even doubt it a little, I just leave. And my van, my dog is, it's just me and my dog. And she is like her own guard dog in her own. So like when, she, when someone's too close to the van, she does this like sniff thing. So only I can hear it. But if someone were to touch the doors when she barks and people, because she's like a, a big black dog, people are scared of her. So she's been like, like I haven't had a sketchy situation but people are kind of like taken back looking at her. But for the most part, I, I don't put myself into situations that are sketchy, but you can't always control that. And so you have to have backup plans and like safety. Like if you just look at my van, it doesn't look like it in here, but there's different places where I have things that would, would help you out. You know, it, look, it looks extremely cozy. Like yeah, it looks you like, it you know, up, a nice like, little girly van, but yeah. it, it's, it's well protected. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And is, is this something that you plan on doing like um, long-term or are you just like going with the flow until like you don't want to do it no more? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhere in between. Like, I really enjoy this. I feel like I, I want to maybe at the end of the year, um, like I'm paying off everything this year. Like I've already paid off all my like consumer debt and all that. My van will be paid off probably next month. Um, and I really, that's really like rent free for real. Um, but like student loans and all that, I'm not waiting for Biden or anything. I'm just going to pay them off. And I'm trying to buy land um, at the end of this year to like kind of develop this uh, end of this year or next year into something more so like rv parks are, i think are very cool and very profitable um if you do them in the right places and then like i want to build like my own home on one so like that's this still and then i always will have my van to just leave if i want but somewhere like stable is is the plan but i think i i mean i personally think i could do this for a long time there's some changes maybe in my van i would do but i could do this for a long time but it's also like i would like to have somewhere i could just go to if i wanted that was stable so uh, what do you do as far as food? Like, do you just like stop at like restaurants or you just like, how, how, did, how did that work? Yeah, so I don't cook like a normal person. Like I don't, that's not my thing. Um, that was one of the things I said I would learn in quarantine, but this came first. So that's where I am. But I have like a camper stove kind of thing. So like a full, I have every like, air fryer. I have everything that you could have in a house and I have a fridge and a freezer. Um, so I have everything a house has and I can cook like the light things. Like I don't do full meals. Um, but usually I eat out or I like prepare meals like ahead. So I don't have to cook all the time. Cause I just don't, I don't like it. So, but yeah, I have like, 
even when I was in a house, like people say all the time, how do you cook or how do you eat? Like, I think one living in Arizona, it was too hot. Like I just don't eat as much as most people. Um, but I also just like when I was at my house, I didn't cook regularly on the stove. I didn't do any of that. So it's, it's really the same for me. I don't know if like most people that cook a lot will feel the same way, but like, I don't, I didn't have the traditional, uh, like kitchen setup like a, a lot of man people did because I knew I wouldn't use it. This is this like I said, this is uh this is very interesting because it's like yeah like I didn't even know it was a community of people that did this. You know, typically mm -hmm. when you find out about somebody living in a van, it's not usually because they have a high six oh, yeah. figure paying job <laughs> and like they got the freedom to do that. It's usually because they like down and out and they don't have any choice yeah. to live in a van. You know what I'm saying? So seeing I've somebody, had that situation already like I was sitting on the beach and like the door was open. So some lady just walked by and she, I guess she assumed I was like homeless or something. I don't know. But uh, we, we learned in that, like, don't make assumptions about people. Cause I make way more than she does. But like, I, I don't know. I think, I think it kind of teaches you, like you can't make assumptions about people um, because there's other people that do this. And the thing is some of these people build out these vans and they cost like, hundred thousand plus mine didn't cost that much but there's people that live in these that cost like over a hundred thousand dollars you know so i think like for me not only has just been just like a freeing experience but it's taught you like to not make assumptions about people and then i've met so many people being that i'm like a little antisocial, but mostly introverted i've been going to like van events meeting people i probably would have never talked to that have been like super chill and helpful and and most of the time people would judge judge them or their situations, but it's been like, it's been, it's been amazing. And I think a little bit, like it changes my perspective, but yeah, like looking at this, I wouldn't assume that I worked in tech or I did well. I mean, obviously I paid for this myself, but you don't assume, like you wouldn't assume I was doing so well in life. And I've had, I had the situation where a lady walked up and assumed I was basically homeless. Like I just built this out with the last of my money, you know, and <laughs> that was it. But I don't know. I think it's, it's been, it's been real like eye-opening, especially since I've met so many people from all over the country doing it different ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can definitely believe it because when you come up in certain environments, a certain way, it's like, you know, you get accustomed to stuff. You're not used to seeing someone living in the, I know like back mm -hmm. home, like if you would think somebody went crazy, they was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to live in the, I'm making all this money and I'm going to live in the van. You'd be like, what? Like in Chicago, yeah. you'd be like, man, what dude, stripping. Like, what you mean you're going to live in the van? But that's, but that's dope to me. Like that's, that's, um, you really living like a, a free lifestyle, like doing whatever you want, going whatever you want, you know, that's, that's dope you, to me. You notice like when you look up van life, you see a bunch of like people that don't look like me or look like us. Yep. It's, it's literally quite the opposite. And just last weekend, I was at like a black nomads event at a black owned RV park in Georgia. And so, I think that was the most like black people I've seen in one space, all in RVs and vans. Some of them still had cars, but like, I've never seen so many black people in one space and it was like, it was amazing to see, but they're, they're out there. I've seen a lot of them in RVs, but there's a lot of vans. Like it's amazing to see. And I think that's how I feel like in tech too. Like once you get into a place where you see a bunch of people that look like you, it feels more normal, even though it's not normal. Right. Um, but yeah, I've, this is, that was the most black people I've seen in this, but I'm definitely not, I'm used to being the only black person. Wow. Okay. You got anything regarding van life D? Yeah, one last thing. And I know uh, recently you just got featured on, was it one or two different platforms that are really big for like van life? So what was that like, like getting discovered or highlighted yeah. like so early on in a journey? Yeah, I like, 
I think a couple of them, like a couple of people noticed me like while I was still building, like I wasn't even on the road yet. And I actually got a few more this month. Like I've been getting recognized by big brands that have like millions of followers and I don't know how they find me, but it's for me, it's like, I worry at first. Cause I don't, I feel like this is weird to say, but like, I think being famous and all that is, is like not ideal for me at all. Like I, it sounds terrible, but I think it's been amazing to be put on this like platform to, to share. And then I get comments like, this is so great and inspiring to see other black people doing this. Cause that was some things a lot of people were worried about. So like when I was driving from Georgia back here, I went through Alabama and they still have Confederate flags up. And that's something that like scares a lot of people. Um, but I, I just for me, it's just being put on this platform to show people like it's like it's, it's we out here doing it and it's okay to do it. It's, it's been like worth it. But yeah, even like this month, um, being that it's pride and that band like band things are still popular in the summer. I have even bigger ones platforms reaching out to me that um, from my YouTube or just from my Instagram. A lot of them came from just my Instagram that that I wouldn't have expected to even know I exist. So it's been great. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And now we can finally get into Let's Connect. And this is something, you know, I, I've been, Dion, you know, I've been waiting to talk on this, you know what I'm saying? You was holding me up for a while. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm trying to get to He's the, I'm trying to, I'm, trying, okay. I'm trying to get to the app, you feel me? But, <laughs> but uh, on a serious note though, but so like, first I want to say congrats. This is a huge, this is a huge deal. This is, this is, and it's very dope. And secondly, I want to say, so for the people that's listening, this may be their first time hearing the Let's Connect, like, what what is what is it exactly yeah so let's connect is an app like the quick way to say it is an app to help grow and connect other black professionals and black businesses but for me it's just like a social a social media app for black people to celebrate their wins you know to like to actually be celebrated and to feel like bring back like genuine conversations, which I think social media has lost. And with all that's going on right now, I think there's a lot of people want to talk about, but on these other platforms, they feel like you can't really say what you want to say, especially in 140 characters. But like I, before, a few years ago, I made Colorful Coders, which was to help kids in underrepresented neighborhoods to learn to code. I just, I like seeing black people win like Issa said, like I'm rooting for everybody black. And so because I know technical things, um, I do what I can to, to try to help other people beyond. That's a, that's amazing. And I, uh, like I said, I seen the videos you posted and I'm like, man, this is for, for the people that's listening, y'all better go download this app. It's, <laughs> it's available. So like it's so and many resources and it's free and it's so many resources, like really extremely valuable resources that you go and learn a bunch of stuff on. And I'm pretty sure like any, fields you're in, profession you're in, it can help you. That's the that's the dope thing that I, I really like about it. Yeah, so I say like black professionals and black businesses, and it's not catered directly to like, like entrepreneurs or people with nine to fives or any specific type of professional, it's black people. Um, Cause we're all doing different things. And I think what really brought it out was LLC Twitter, quote unquote, sometimes has like mixed reviews, but when really they're like changing lives every day and uh, tech Twitter is what, like I was in tech before, but like it was amazing to be surrounded by other black, black people being successful and doing the things that I wanted to do that I was in and being able to see them like every single day. And I think that that's what really inspired this app. Like 
LFC Twitter, tech Twitter, like there's always a, a back and forth, but then at the end of the day, they like changing lives. And the thing is, Twitter is a huge pool of people of, from everywhere. And so if we can get it centralized into one place, because a lot of times people drop these gems um, that are hard to find later on, like this is, this is gonna have them all in, in one place. So like, instead of being in this big pool of all of Twitter, we're all on the connect. Yeah, that, that's amazing. You, you're exactly right. That's why I never, um, like, like you said, LLC, Twitter, text, Twitter, they can get a lot of flack. But me, I never, like, it never fazed me. I never tripped just because, like, when I'm out in the real world in my DMs, I can't tell you how many people come up to me or DM me saying, man, I follow certain this certain person on Twitter or I heard this podcast episode and I did this. I did, I made 100,000. I made 200,000. Like, I ain't had no money. I did this. I'm like, damn, it's really, like, impacting people. So it's like... Mm-hmm. I could care less what other people say because I know it's right. a lot of people and I'm only one person that's being told this. I can't imagine everybody else that's in that community that's getting those same messages, those same people walking up. So like, I don't care what, no, I don't really care what anybody could say because I know the impact that's really having in real time. Right. And you know, that tweet that I had, that went like, I don't never have viral tweets. And then I had that one where I said like, 100k is only 200 crazy off of that um, <laughs> but it was wild to see like the the reactions to them like it was crazy that a lot of the negativity came from people that look like me like like you had to be doing this or that like or I was too young to be making that much when it's like reality I make well over 100k and that was it was literally math like that's that's what it is but it was it was so wild to me that it was people most of the negativity came from people that look like me you know like and if they were in tech twitter or they were like even followed some of those people they would know like it's not normal or it's not regular but it's definitely possible and so it came across very much like small-minded and so i think a lot of the times if we can put ourselves into spaces surrounding ourselves with like more successful people then we don't have to be the downfall of like telling people it's not possible or you must be doing illegal things to be able to make 100k exactly i think so many people look at things from a negative perspective i think that because it was obvious that you were saying it from like aspirational as a saying something like this Mm -hmm. is something that's possible for anybody like you can do this because it's only 274 dollars a day like even like even when i read it i'm like i never i never thought that's a great perspective to break like 274 dollars in a day it's not I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything like that. I'm really not. Uh, please forgive me if people think like I'm coming off there. Of but that's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like $274. It's a way you can figure out how I can make $274 every day. Mm-hmm. Like that's not like when you put it in that's you sometimes you got sometimes you gotta break things down to the most simplest right. forms. So you can be like, oh, okay. Now I know what I can do to get $274 a day. Like, and it's like it's and a lot of people took it as like you have to do it in your nine to five. Like I always exactly. get stuff like what about holidays? Like, what does that have to do with anything? You know, like, and what about Monday through Friday? Like, your money stops on Friday and starts again on Monday. Like, it didn't make sense to me why people were coming up with all these solutions. And it's, and the thing also, part of it was like, like everyone always says multiple sources of income. Those $50 add up, you know, that $100 here and there add up. And people were like, well, I would have to work this many hours or I could only do it because I only work Monday to Friday. Like if your money stops Monday through Friday, then that's, that's, that's your problem. That's not mine. You know? So it was very, it was very eye opening to see. And I think, like I said, the fact that so much of the negativity came from people that look like me was just wild. Yeah. That is crazy. But the good good part about it is what I've seen 
I've seen a lot of people tweeting like, man, did you make your 274 today? Yeah, I made yeah. I made $274 <laughs> today. Like I see, I seen a lot of people talking about this. So that's mm-hmm. like I think you helped a lot of people's perspective yeah. when it comes to money. And that and like just on another note, I think a big key with money is just putting it in a proper perspective. So many mm-hmm. people got like some kind of out of reach ideas. They see it, they see it in the wrong way, but breaking it down like that, I mm-hmm. think that's just that's crazy. Like everybody yeah. that's listening, if you could just look if you trying to hit six figures just think $274 a day just aim for yeah, that I think the, the only part was what was getting people but at the same time like it, I think the message was received by the people that should have yeah. received it like if you didn't receive it then that's your problem but like and there was people that were saying like I didn't take this negatively that's that's like empowering there's people like that I used to be like, like I said in the streaming community that took it positively like you don't have to work every day. Some days you make more, some days you make less, but that's that's literally math. Like I broke it down the next tweet. That's that's literally math. And then I'm not here to do your finances or your taxes. So right, right, right. You know, like people are like, what about taxes? What about, what about taxes? Like, that's right. not what I'm right. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not how this works. Like yeah, it's so right. weird, but that's 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 online for you. When you bring up something, people come up with the all the bad parts about it. Like damn, right? Like that's 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 the internet. That's the internet. Go ahead, do you want to say something? Not gonna say. I think that shows too. People have like a habit of overcomplicating things. Like that's such an easy concept to grasp. And then like once you find yourself in a space where you're understanding all these different ways to make money, you understand how simple simple it can be. It's not Mm -hmm. hard at all, but. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, I think we need a major mindset shift in the community because, you know, people need to realize it's a lot easier than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the mind- like, go ahead, go ahead. I was, gonna say, I was just going to say, like, they, they, and I understand, like, people come from certain communities and certain places where that's, like, unheard of, but we also in a day and age where it's not impossible, especially for people younger than us. There's the people older than us, like being inspired by people younger than us. There's people making 100K in, in a week, in a month that are our ages. Yep. So it's not impossible to think you could do it in a year. And there's that's why the app itself also is like, it's it's free, you know? And it the resources are there to get you the information that you need. Like there's some courses, there'll be courses in there, um, but there's, there's like books and references that people can use, but there's also YouTube channel. YouTube is free. YouTube teaches people every day how to make money. And when they see that 274, if they need to, you can break it down further. Like $50 here, $50 there. $50 is not hard to make. $100 ain't hard to make. Like you can do that doing things for an hour, you know, and you got 24 in a day. So that that's how I see it. And that's how I think some people received it. But there's other people, like you said, are just miserable and, and negative. And so. Gonna close <laughs> so you got 24 hours in a day. If you really want it that bad, you're going to maximize that time to the utmost. You're going to say, all right, I'm going to sleep six, seven. And these other rest of these hours, I'm just gonna be mm-hmm. be at it, trying to figure some stuff right. out. Like that's that's just how if you're really serious and not just trying to complain about some shit, you're gonna you're gonna figure it out. But one thing I will say though is, what do y'all? I got a, I got a question for both of y'all. Both of y'all can ask this. Like, what do y'all? Because I see um like with the with the younger generation, like we all young, but I mean like the ones that's like less uh, younger than like 22. 
You ain't hey. Beyonce. You <laughs> almost 30. If <laughs> <laughs> we say right. mate. Yo, what's our plan? Hey, I turned tw- 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 28 in a couple months. She keeps talking about some damn, you almost 30. Yeah, you know? saying I'm almost 30. <laughs> hey, he be trying to throw shots at me, Jasmine. That's all that is. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, she told us she, she 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 can't wait for, for me to hit 30 so she can talk to you. But I'm wait, I can't wait to get 30. I can't wait to hit 40. So but um what I, what I what was I saying? Yeah, I said. You got a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said um the the generation that's like younger than like 22, 23. Like when I'm realizing with them, it's like when it comes to money, they see it like totally, totally different. They don't have like no limits. Like I'll be talking to like mm-hmm. 19 year olds and stuff. They be like making ten thousand dollars in a in a mm-hmm. every two weeks at night. I'm like, what the hell? So like, it, are, are y'all seeing that as well? Because I feel like the a lot of the um. The uh, pessimists are like the older, the oh, yeah. older, yeah. Did y'all see that as well? I think it's like the generation of social media. You seeing like YouTubers making, living this life, just talking about their lives. Mm-hmm. TikTokers making all this money and they're like 19 and 18. Like, I think the generation, like we have social media, but they have this like social media where you really can like monopolize it. Like, quite quickly and quite fast like tiktokers they're once you like go viral your, your following just shoot up you out here. and if you're smart about it you monetize it very quickly and then i've seen a lot of them right when because tiktok was like questionable for a minute like if it was sticking around the smart ones went and created like a youtube channel from it like to to, mon- to make money off of that like but i think the youth the younger generation they're very much like in this social media era where they know like the internet can make you money if you do it right and and we were kind of like the intro to it and now they're like taking advantage of it. So, so what is the um like the long-term like uh goals for like connect and also i really like the name like how you spell it yeah. instead of like just connect it's like k-i-n yeah, like can connect. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Play, uh, the, the, play on, the play on words. I, I love. Yeah. I, I love play on words. And stuff. But yeah, so like right now, it's an app, social media one, um, and like I said, there'll be courses and the ability for people to put their own like courses on it and uh, monetize them, obviously. Um, but like, they'll be vetted first, like going through them and making sure they're good because a lot of people just putting out junk and I don't put my name on anything like that but uh like I think for me it's also like because I do the YouTube thing and I've been like doing on this like country tour I want to like visit some of these black owned businesses and I've been looking like in the last because I've been working on this for like a year at least um and seeing all these like some of these sites and like product photography that some of them have and the graphic designs like people don't have the resources or the finances to be able to like make like to make their brand the way they envision it and I want to help doing that like I've been enjoying like seeing all these black businesses have like amazing products but a lot of times like little things like it may not seem as big to the people and they may not have the resources to create them but like product photography goes a long way like having a quality photo um can make or break a lot of these businesses because I've, I've seen it like real time like they have a great product but the way they're displaying it isn't how it should like I want those type of resources and the knowledge to be in one place that people can can see it like seeing the difference of a good picture or a bad picture or because I did photography for so long that was part of my one of my majors as well like I know the tips and tricks to be able to um 
be able to create a nice product photo using just your phone and like some basic things that you already have in your house. Cause my mom, when she retired, she took up like sewing and things. And we recently got her to open up like an Etsy store um, which she has coming and a website and all of that. But like, she's not good at taking pictures, but like from a distance, I can, I can help her like create nice pictures so that her site stands out. Those are little things that a lot of business owners know, but don't know how to do like, and I want to be able to be a resource to, to help them. But I do want to go on like a country tour and do like videos and reviews of these places, especially like restaurants. I think that'd be fun. Um, just so people that I can use my platform with, I mean, it's kind of, it's not big, but it's not small either to, to help put these other businesses on that people don't realize are in their like backyards. Ooh. And then thinking about it now, I'm like, man, you really got the perfect um, setup because like you mm -hmm. in a van driving around the country mm -hmm. and with the app, like you can literally connect people because you're going everywhere yeah. meeting all kinds of people. So I'm like, oh man, that's, that's, that's a, that's a play right there. I, I love it. And the thing is, the the app itself will also like host like virtual events and workshops. So like I'll be I can schedule events on it and like attach a Zoom link to them, and then everyone from the app can pull up and host workshops. So learning about like product photography and all this all in one space. Um, people can host their own workshops and create like private groups. So a lot of people for like tech, for example, we're looking for more people in cybersecurity. There you can create your own group if it doesn't already exist of people for cybersecurity, and all these people link up and. Um, there's a regular feed. So like you can do regular quote unquote, like tweets or messages like that. But then in each group, there's a forum. So we have like real discussions about whether it's life or what's going on in the news um, or just like specific, if you have a question and you wanna get the opinions of a bunch of people in that space, you can. So I think, I think it's, it's opening back up the real part of conversations because forums and discussion boards where it's a big, like not, not to sound old, but like back in the day, but like forums were like a thing before like little tweets and people had real discussions and replying in real time, you know, like I enjoyed that part of it. And I think we, that's, that's why I want to bring it back. Oh man, I, 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 I love all of that. Yeah, I mean, you, you like, you want to say something? You're, you're on mute. <laughs> no, I was going to say the same thing like I just love the whole concept of it and I think it's so amazing and I know it's going to be a great app and then just listening to you talking about all this I was like man we should have just did this episode in person <laughs> since you're in Texas right now like yeah. this would have been so dope oh that that, that would have that would have been fire but we we got we got time we're we gonna make yeah. something happen we're gonna, we gonna make something happen <laughs> uh, yeah uh Deanna did you have any other questions uh my final yeah, I just had one final question just because I know we talked about the app, but we really didn't dive into the process of making the app. So just can you give us a quick overview of what that looked like? And then like overall, do you think it's hard to build an app? So I know like iOS development um, and I actually had like developers, um, a team of developers build, build like the, the base of it, like the social part, because for me, accessibility was important, especially in this community. So a lot of people, when they drop apps, they just drop the, the iOS one, but I wanted it available everywhere. So mine on launch day, Juneteenth will be available on the web, on Android and on iOS. Um, and so that was the most time consuming part of it, obviously. And so like, I know uh, web development more so. So like all those pages, I, I, were, I was able to build myself, but the, the base part of it, um, like the social aspect, just so it worked on every platform, uh, had developers build for me because this time last year, like literally this exact time last year, I had another app that I had built myself 
from ground up approved on the app store and I talked myself out of it just like because what if things go wrong what if all these people break it and I didn't want to be responsible for that so now I'm just like I'm just going for it but like I built one from ground up and it took it took a long time just because that's not my forte but I know it um but I just wanted to make sure it was accessible to everyone and that it worked and it was like and that that was what's important to me and then what I took um control over mostly was to get the information onto it so that it was while it was accessible it had the right information for everyone and I also want to throw in there just from like the snippets you posted online like it looks beautiful the aesthetics right, like the setup it looks very easy to use like you guys are gonna love it yeah it's on point yeah. y'all need to go and I have it. like a black business directory where businesses can showcase their their businesses and I just recently uh like in the last week added a map so like like real time like a map you'll see what's close to you um but part of it one of the webinars that I want to host myself is just like like I'm gonna let people host their own events and workshops and all of that and just so like I said I want I want people to win like you can monetize it but I'm like going to go through the process and make sure like what you put on my app is good but like I want to host a workshop to get people like teaching them business basics like um, the product photography thing, like I can host all those, you create an event and then remind people to show up on that day and whether it's free or it's paid, like the information is there for you. But yeah, I, I, I feel like, and I've been doing like my research, like I said, I've been at this, like I've had this idea for a long time and then I really just sat down and, and worked on it in the last like year or so, a little over a year. Um, but I haven't seen like anything that is like this. So I've seen a lot of business directory apps or restaurant apps for black people um but I haven't really seen a space where it's this is the business and this is also a social place so we can teach you how to make your business better it's more so here's your business on display and I haven't seen any app that does both hmm. see you found the lane and you you've been to go all in on oh, this that's amazing <laughs> and like uh, like she said it's uh it's, it'll be available on Apple for Android users so go get that the release will be on June 10th that's June 19th Y'all should already know that, but it's June 19th. It'll be officially uh releasing and it'll be available for everybody to use. And like me and Deanna said, we we ain't just co-signing because she's on. It's really dope. Like it's 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 really dope. I think y'all love it. And uh did y'all have anything, anything else that uh we ain't get to go over that I might have missed or forgot? No, I, my bad. I got something. Final, this is my final question. I love doing scenarios. So let's say it's a young woman, young man, wherever they are. They think about getting in the tech industry. They think about following a similar path, but they don't have, let's say they don't have like the, um, uh, let's just say they started from ground zero. What's the best piece of advice you could give them to get them on the right path, right journey? So I think the first thing is like research, like, and it sounds basic to say, but like, like I said before, there's so many different ways to get into tech. So first it's figuring out, like I ask people, are you more so you want to do creative things? Like if you become a software engineer, you get paid all these big bucks. Do you actually see yourself doing it eight hours a day, almost every day of the year? Um, but doing your research, because there's so many different things that you can do um, and following the right people like on social media, because there's so many people dropping gems for free, because I know money is always a thing for people. There's so many free resources on Twitter, on Instagram, like on Instagram, on YouTube, especially like, and not just going straight to, I want to do this because it makes a lot of money. And then you waste your money and time being miserable. And for me, because I know you made a video recently that was like, like, fuck your passions, basically. And luckily, I found something I'm passionate about that makes me money. 
And, but in general, I'm just the type of person, like I do what I have to do, but I also do what I enjoy doing. Um, because like, like I said, I, I've done uh, UX development and I had to code all the time and I hated it. So like design is my thing, um, but I also do things that I enjoy and they, they also are things that make me money. Um, so it's finding a balance. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, they go straight for the money or they're out here like, I'm gonna make this work when like there's other things you can do just to make sure you eat too. Um, but I think it's finding a balance. And so me, everybody's already kind of learned from this or if you didn't know me before, I'm, I'm doing kind of whatever I wanna do. And I also do the things that I wanna do that make me money and that I, so I can continue to do whatever I wanna do. And I've been working like, like when I graduated, I left home. I, I left the place, like I, I left like, I was by myself, especially when I moved to Seattle, I didn't know anyone there in San Francisco. I barely knew people there, but I went and I followed the money. And now I'm in a place where I can be comfortable living life, doing whatever I want. And a lot of people have to, to realize you gotta do some soul searching, but also um, have to kind of do things you don't want to do at first or you're not comfortable with. And if I, like I say, I tell people all the time if, where I'm originally from is Michigan, but I spent a lot of time in Texas if I had stayed in Texas and not left to go to Arizona and California and all that for work and school, I would, I would not be where I am right now. So it's, it's finding a way to, you have to start uh, being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's what, that's what I do the most. I moved to Seattle being the only black person that I work with in a large company. Um, to now I'm, I'm driving around the country doing whatever I want and still making over a quarter million, year, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's like, you found the, um, like that's the uh, cheat code. Like you pretty much won the game when, when you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're making money. Cause like, I remember when I made that video, <laughs> what's so funny is I got so many DMs like, <laughs> well, like what if I'm making money? I'm like, well, obviously like maybe I should have yeah. been clear. I'm like, if you make it, I'm talking, I'm talking to the people that's like doing, trying right. to just stick to something, trying to make the NBA or become a rapper right. or something crazy when they, like they've been yes. doing this for years, they're not getting nowhere. So I'm like, if That's, you. I used to be a streamer and I, I saw that so much. Like, mm. it's like hard to, I'm like, I don't want to be the one to tell you, but everybody is not going to be the next ninja. <laughs> no, you know? exactly. And, it's only one like, ninja. It's only one right. ninja. And he he been doing this for, I don't know how long. And now he, he obviously doing very well, but every streamer is not going to become the next ninja. And for me, when I was streaming, one, I'm not a social person. So I was doing it because I was in Seattle. But at the same time, like this, this is not worth my time. And I don't, people are getting too comfortable into my life. You know, I'll do YouTube. That's a little less invasive, but we all are not going to be the next ninja. And I don't want to have to sit here four hours a day, eight hours a day doing something where I could, I could make the same amount of money in an hour, you know, doing something I actually enjoy. Exactly. Like, I, like uh, me and Deanna, we always tell the story of we wasn't, um, like we didn't join the military because we loved it. We just joined mm-hmm. it because we knew he was going to use it for a stepping stone. And now right. we still, well, Deanna say I'm old now, but we still, now we at the age <laughs> where we could pretty much, now we at the age we could do like what we enjoy to do just because mm-hmm. we sacrificed and did what we didn't want to do early on in the beginning. So yeah, but that's, right. um yeah, no, I, I love I love everything you said though. But this, this is my last question. I just, it just popped up in my head. My last one, I, I promise. Mm-hmm. So in this regard, <laughs> this regard YouTube. So like, you have a like very dope uh, YouTube page. Like I love your videos or content and stuff like that. Thank so you. just like, could you speak on just like building a, um, like an audience on YouTube, building a platform on monetization, all that stuff? 
yeah so like when I was streaming uh, a lot of times I was I, people knew like I was I was real about it and I was like I don't like streaming I'm just here just because um because I don't like the social aspect of it but people enjoyed the content and so while I was still streaming I was telling people you know follow my YouTube it didn't have anything on it at the moment but it was always letting them know it's coming and then for me I think the biggest thing and while my 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 socials like grow the way they do is because I, I found my niche like there's I, I, there's not another black girl, black tech girl in a van that you could you can name. There's not another one. And I know like a lot of the band people right now, there's not another one in the same kind of lane I am. Um, but like I was a streamer and then now I'm like traveling the country and I'm sharing it with people that have never seen these type of things. Like when I was talking about coding, when I was streaming, that was like a wild thing. Cause I was, I was a lot of people I wouldn't be playing with were from different communities. And like, that was, that was like what we were saying before, like they just, something you never seen. Um, but for me, I think it's the way I've grown so fast. Like, I don't know if it's not really a secret or anything. I just found my niche. Like this is, this is a space, like you can't really find anybody else living in a van, making good money and like doing tech. Like that's not a thing. Um, and then for other people that are growing, um, it's like, like, like your channel, like these channel, you you when you talk about things like people that usually follow you aren't look, used to hearing or that they're used to hearing, but now it's not just words, it's visuals. That's what that's what gets people going. So it's like a lot of times people don't want to just read. Like people don't be reading books like they say they do. They watch videos. That's why YouTube is popular. So when you're putting out the right content, whether it's entertaining or informative, you have to get in front of the audiences that that wouldn't usually like just read it. And that's what I what I've learned. Like I could write blogs about my travels, but they won't be as popular as the videos and being able to see it. That's a fact. That's a, you, man, you write about that. Man. You got the visuals to support whatever you're saying. That's when it. I hope they ain't going that's, over your head. Well, listen, trying to build their platform. That's that's what you hear all the time. Like when you talk about money, you talk about living a good life. People want receipts. Like, and you don't have to prove it to anybody on the internet. But um, when you have those visuals to back it up, it ain't a lot of people can say. You know, so like you right. talking about making money, you you showing you living that life, and then you always got the people that are like, "Well, you just doing that for YouTube." I got that already off that tweet, right. but it's, this is like the life I live, and I, I've worked very hard to get to it, so I'm enjoying it, and I show it off. You know, so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, you just um, like I said, I hope they ain't gonna be out here for the people that's trying to um, that's trying to build a platform. You just get, you just drop the gym, and I'm not even going to expound on it, but. <laughs> But uh, in wrapping up, I just want to say, uh, me and Deanna, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to come out and just uh, chop it up with us. Like we were saying in the beginning, it's been a minute since we really didn't uh, sit and uh, chat it. So we really appreciate this. But before we um, let you go, do you mind in plugging all your stuff for people to uh, follow you, subscribe to your channels, like everything you got, just uh, you can plug it. Yeah, so... Uh, all my links, I put them all in one place, heyjasminej.com, but my YouTube is heyjasmine, heyjasminej on Instagram, 24-7 pics on, YouTube, on Twitter, um, and then if you want to sign up for my app, uh, or like just to be notified about it, lexconnect.com, and that's, it's lexconnect on pretty much every social media too. Lexconnect.com, I'll make sure I put the uh, link in the description of the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's all we have. That's all we have for you guys. But appreciate y'all tuning in and wrapping up. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Xavier Miller. And D, what's your info? 
You can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent, Twitter Deanna S. Kent, and you can follow me on YouTube at Lessons in Life and Luxury. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Turn me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been chasing greatness I'm stacking now and balling later, in the conversation We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments And sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million if you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant